thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, for those of you who don't know Steve, Steve is someone who loves to share Jesus. Obviously, you Steve, you found Jesus in a really special way. And ever since then, uh, you haven't really been able to keep quiet, which is a good thing. And so uh, really looking forward to uh, what you have to share today. How are you doing? Very well. Thanks, Sam. Thank you for inviting me today. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Well, Steve, you you had an incredible kind of com- turnaround to faith, didn't you? You didn't, like me, you didn't grow up uh, necessarily believing or, or in a household that was necessarily, you know, believers, um, you know, in a kind of overt real sense of walking with God and knowing him. And uh, I guess, Steve, how did that, how did that all change you? How did that kind of come about in your heart? Well, uh, my wife, um, Rachel, she came back one night and um, I, I used to be, I used to use a lot of drugs and um, smoke a lot of weed. Um, I was a bit of a zombie, to be honest with you, Sam. Yeah. Um, but one night my, my wife came home and she was radiant and she'd just been to church and been, she'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. And something really, something really reacted in me. And I thought, there's something that's changed about my wife. And I think that's what really started to make me think there's something supernatural that's gone on. And, you know, if you've known someone a while and then suddenly they came back one night and they, they're, they're almost like they're, they're, they're changed, something's happened. And so I started to question and seek the Lord from that point onwards, really. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think so many times, you know, it's our family members, isn't it? People that you know, you know, it's one thing almost not knowing someone, but when you know someone and then you see the change. That's um, right. It's, you know, there's no denying to you, is there, that something is real, something is at work there. And I guess yeah. for you, Steve, that that led you on a path then, didn't it, to ask questions and then and then, well, tell us, tell us what happened. How did that happen for you? Well, well, I just cried out to God. I said, if you're real, you know, please just reveal yourself. And he did in so many different ways. And I think um, I got to that point where I just knew, I read the Bible pretty much from cover to cover. And I thought, this is true. This is true. I don't fully understand this, but I believe it's true. And um, that kind of got me to the point where I said, Jesus, I'm going to give you every part of my life. And on that day that I did that, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was amazing. You know, I was repenting in my heart. You know, I turned away. I got transformed. And my life of, you know, just getting stoned every day and drinking and taking other drugs, that just completely dissipated. And I just went on this whole new journey. And on that day, I started to prophesy. And some of what I prophesied on that day is still coming to pass today. You know, serving the Lord, following him. And there was a radical change, and, and, and I just praise him for that transformation. That he's, but it's a continual journey, isn't it? He's still, he's still refining us every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. I mean, the fact that you had that turning point. Obviously, in that last song we were talking about, you know, you've searched, you know, we've searched the world, right? A lot of us are searching. A lot of you today may be searching. Maybe you, you're part of a church or you're part of our church, and you still feel like, you're searching, you know, there's that kind of song, you too, isn't it? He says, you know, still haven't found what I'm looking for. And I, and I think today, as Steve shares this message with you that he that God's put on his heart for you today, I believe that a lot of you are going to find some uh, treasures, find something that maybe your heart has been kind of looking for. Maybe you didn't know quite what it was. And so, Steve, you've, you know, you've gone on that journey. You've, you've had 
you found a lot of the treasures, I guess, that God has to offer to us. And I really, really look forward to what you have to share today. So the Lord be with you as you as you share and minister to us today, Steve. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Well, I hope what I'm going to share today is going to be a blessing to everybody. I'm really, I was, I just sense excitement really this morning. Um, I've got good connections, uh, you know, with one church and even previously before it became one church, uh, connections with some brothers and sisters. I just want to say a special hi to John Wright. I'm sure he's out there watching. I love you, brother. Uh, we spent a lot of time going out in the streets uh, in the last year. I've been out with Carol Young as well, a lovely sister. And, um, you know, we really just love going out in the streets. A lot of people believe I'm an evangelist, but actually I'm very pastoral. But I really do love just going out in the street and, and talking about Jesus. And I think that's the key thing. That's a very healthy sign that if we want to talk about Jesus within our community, to everybody within our community, that's a very exciting thing to, to, to be in that situation because the Holy Spirit is moving through that. And just literally uh, a few days ago, I was having my one-to-one at work with my boss and I was telling them a testimony. She said, no. She said, I don't believe what, where you come from. And I said, that is the transformation of God. So I always give God the glory. You know, we've seen people healed at work. And even my boss, you know, she, she came in one day and she was um, struggling with some um, calf strains, both legs. She's been working out. She's, she's getting on a bit. No, no disrespect. Um, but um, she, she, I said, could I pray for you? And, and instantly she got healed. And she, my boss is very colourful in her language. So she was sort of uh, very shocked and the expletives were coming out. And, uh, but, uh, you know, God can move anywhere. He can move in our workplace. He can move in the streets, in our home. And it all starts off from the home, of course, as well. You know, we live, we want to live with my, with my wife, Rachel, and, and know we want to live that life, you know, and, and there's a process there. We want to, we want to be refined by God from our, from our home life as well and, and just celebrate him every day and lift him up. Um, but I, I just really wanted just to say, you know, this this whole teaching series, as far as I understand, it's called Mission Launch. And there's no greater launch than the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes into us, we are launched. We are launched. And, you know, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit. And this, it's always coupled up with being filled with peace, filled with joy, filled with love. And uh, these things are definitely things that I've experienced, supernatural love and peace and joy. And it doesn't mean that we don't have trials and difficulties. And, and I know this last season has been very tough uh, for a lot of people, including ourselves. But what we've tried to do is maintain that focus on the Lord. And I think that's really what's seen us through. That's what will always see us through, no matter what's going on. But on the day of Pentecost in Acts 1.8, I think it was in one of the songs today about revival, is the outpouring of the Spirit. And one of my favorite scriptures in Acts 1.8 that the spirit will pour upon you, will come upon you in power and you will be my witnesses. And that's witnesses everywhere we go. So we're not all called to be evangelists, but we're all called to be a witness for Christ. All of us can talk about Jesus Christ with the world. And I'll tell you something, that's not always, I don't always feel like going out on the street. I don't always feel like sharing Christ. But when I have, there's a power and there's a joy um, in Luke 10, it talks about the disciples coming back with this joy that they've had authority over demons. Of course, Jesus says it's the, your name is written in the book of life. And that's the most exciting thing. But they come back with a joy. And I, I, that's what I experience every time I go out in the street. I never come back feeling low or I always feel that there's a joy there, but purely because of Christ. 
and declaring Christ. And that name is powerful. The name of Jesus means saviour. And this world at this time is in a lot of darkness. We need a saviour. We need someone to rescue us. And that's what we should be getting excited about. People are looking for hope. And, you know, in the scriptures, it says that Jesus is the hope of all nations. So when we go out there, we hit people with this hope, this, you know, this supernatural hope that comes in the opposite spirit to the world. And the darkness is, is, is trying to come into this, this world more and it will, it will accelerate. And this is something that God has been speaking to me about in the last sort of few weeks, especially about acceleration. And I just want to read to you from uh, uh, Matthew 24. And it talks about this, um, this uh, situation. Oh, hang on a second. I'm just going to have to press something. My computer's just done something. Um, I've just got rid of that. But I want to talk about Matthew 24. You know, there's, there's, there's a real good strength of what I'm trying to say here. And I think the thing is, when you look at the, the darkness acceleration, whilst that accelerates, also the light will come forth in a, in a really powerful way as well. So it says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. And so that will accelerate as well. But Matthew 24, we'll start from verse three, and I'll just read this. Signs of the ends of, ends of the age. I'm re reading from the ESV. Uh, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear rumours of wars. Rum sorry, you will hear uh, about wars and rumours of wars. See that you are not alarmed. We mustn't be alarmed by this. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel, and this is really what I'm trying to get to today, not focus too much on the, on the dark things happening because they're, they're a reality. But this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So what we see is we see an acceleration of darkness. We see an acceleration of, of, of the spirit of the world in operation. But the key thing that's going to see Jesus come back is the preaching of the gospel. And that is what we need to be going to do in every chance, every opportunity that we get. And it's a lifestyle. It's not about having a, you know, an hour meeting in a week going out in the streets. It's about living this and every opportunity. I had my neighbor come around uh, yesterday. And he was just, you know, we were, we were doing the distance thing, but we were talking about Jesus, as I try and do with all my neighbours. Um, but this guy is a Buddhist um, and he owns a big taxi firm in, in, in Norwich. And I was just saying to him, you, I said, if God gets hold of your life, it's going to be incredible because you will influence him, influence people and share the gospel with them. And I was talking about this scripture here that I've just read out. And, we, you know, 
throughout the lockdown, we you know we've been sharing the gospel with him, and 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 he he really is starting to. Go, and he said last week, he just sat in his living room and he said, "God, if you're real, you know, I just want you to to come into my life." And he started to 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 communicate with God. And I've said to him, he said he keeps saying to me, "Speak to the big man upstairs for me." I said, "You speak to him; he'll speak back to you." And it's just been a, a beautiful journey. And and Sam was talking about planting seeds and the water, you know. The, you know, the, the seeds being watered, which is a great message, especially about those poppies coming up and all those seeds that have been, been planted, because I think that's going to happen uh, in, the, in the end days, especially. But we've got to, of course, realise that God does the growing, but it's taking the opportunity. And sometimes when we plant those seeds, they will take a long time to come. Um, I've seen this throughout our walk of going out in the street and ministering to people. Um there was a there was a guy that we were I was sharing the gospel. I was in Holland once, and and uh, we went into a library, and I started to share this share the gospel with this guy who was down at his computer. But I just looked at him, and I thought it just seemed like there was so much darkness on him. I felt my heart started to have compassion for this guy, and um, I literally just you know went up to him and said, "Could I just have?" I whispered because obviously we're in a library, so I whispered the gospel to him, and he was like wow, you know, he said, I've, you know, I believe I'm a Christian, but he didn't kind of, you know, you could see that there was a lot of oppression on him. And I said to him, you know, we talked about the gospel and I said to him, look, can I have your email? So we communicated for a couple of years after that. And he kept asking me questions and those seeds were, bit, you know, that seed in him and those seeds in him were growing and growing and getting stronger. And eventually he got to the point, I've got some contacts over in Holland. And he said, I really want to be baptized. I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And, and so what we did is we connected him with um, some of our brothers in, in Holland and they baptized him. And he said, I've been baptized. And he was celebrating, you know, and um, it was just beautiful because it took a couple of years really for that whole process to take place. And don't underestimate the seed planting because great fruit will come if you just persevere. And you're faithful. We don't always see, you know, we're in, a, in an age where it's very much microwave. You know, it's inst instantaneous a lot of the time. And don't get me wrong, we do see instant miracles and we do see, see instant salvation coming. But usually that's all as a result of other people, uh, other brothers and sisters going out there, sharing the gospel, sharing their testimonies. And it's really, really cool because, you know, it's, a, it's actually the body of Christ that's doing this. It's not ultimately it's God. But it's the body of Christ, God using the body of Christ. And the most recent guy that we led to the Lord, you know, he came to came to Jesus uh, very recently. He said, do you know what really impacted me? He said several people came up to me and shared their testimony of Christ in the street. And I thought that is just awesome because it, it was a team effort. And those several people before me, you know, they may not have seen that glorious moment of this guy getting born again. But they have certainly had a massive impact on this guy coming to the Lord. So, you know, and now we're trying to walk alongside this guy and disciple him as well. Um, you know, and his, his name's Harry, by the way. So if you want to pray for Harry, that'd be great. Harry Turner. And, and it, it, he's, he's just been, you know, as a result of all of these uh, brothers and sisters coming and being so faithful and, and persevering. Perseverance is a massive part. But we do see instantaneous uh, miracles as well. Um, I just want to say as well that any brothers and sisters that are watching today, you can be used by God. If he can use me, he can absolutely use you. Um, and we do a lot of training. We've been all across the country with different uh, doing stuff. 
with with people and uh, we've seen people of all age groups been 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 used and it's beautiful um you know i've seen uh, older ladies uh, go out and i remember this one lady in particular we which i didn't actually take her out this other um brothers and sisters took her out into the street but she saw this guy's ankle who was busted get instantaneously healed and that has really completely changed her whole um outlook on on her walk with christ and um we've also seen very young i mean i've taken no stopped a guy called christopher who was homeless he couldn't walk properly um he was on drugs and he had an alcohol addiction as well and um i said to know let's just pray for christopher let's just pray and he had a really bad knee as i say couldn't walk properly he was instantaneously healed through through a prayer from for my son and myself and it really impacted noah um but the interesting thing is a, a few months later again we got the seed uh, approach here a few months later i got a, a message on on facebook from a, from a brother who's in a local church and he said he said, Steve, I know this was you and your son, but this guy, Christopher, has come in. He's been working with us for a couple of months now, and he's completely off alcohol. He's completely off drugs, and we're going to baptize him tomorrow. And it was just like, wow. You know, it was just like, how can God use that that one? And he actually, we did a, an article in the newspaper, in the Good News, uh, I think a few years later, and he contacted us through email. And it was so beautiful because he said that day, it was almost like time stood still. And God did something on that day. He said, you know, he was drawn to us. And uh, we were just so excited about that. And, um, you know, so it, these things can take time, but they can be an instantaneous uh, call as well. I just wanted to, to show that. Sam, did you want to? in there i thought you were grabbing your mic there did you want to chip anything in there oh every everything's fine i think your internet was just just lagging a, a little bit uh just just a moment but i think all the okay. sound was fine that's that's all i was just uh yeah no you you that's absolutely fine these are fantastic stories and like like steve has been sharing so far you know steve is you know like any person you'll see an, an ordinary person but has said yes to god and and really you know when steve i guess i I guess obviously I don't want to interrupt your message, but you really went, I guess, quite quickly to, was it quite quick for you going from finding the Lord to then just being bold for him? And you talked about how sometimes you don't feel, by the way, Steve, there's such a supernatural peace coming off of you today. Are you feeling peace away? It's literally just flowing like from the screen to me right now. And if you're watching today, I just feel like, I just want to encourage you with that. Because, you know, when you're speaking and you can't see anyone, you don't know. But wow, Steve, real peace flowing from you today. So I guess, obviously, I ask you Amen. the question. Is, yeah. Is there a sense of, um, you know, like you said, ordinary people sowing the seeds, planting the seeds, getting out there? And it's not always easy. You don't always yeah. feel like you want to do it. But you've just jumped in, haven't you, with that whole thing? And, and it's just been an amazing journey for you, hasn't it? <laughs> Oh, it's been beautiful. I think the first time I, I, I shared the gospel was after about maybe a year uh, of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, I remember walking up to a guy that I'd recognized who used to, you know, he used to hang out in the old life, my old Steve. And uh, I just felt God said to me, you go up to him and talk to him. And I literally, the name of Jesus just come out and said, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And, and this guy said to me, come to you. 
And um, he knew, he said, something is resonating inside of me. I don't know what it is. And I said, I've given my life to Jesus and he's changed my life completely. So, you know, it is sharing our testimony with people. is something I wanted to share in today's meeting. It's such a powerful thing to share our testimony on the street. Um, and I think that what I've realized is that, you know, the testimony is actually the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So we prophesy into other people's life when we tell them about what Jesus has done in our life. I think it's Peter that says, always give a reason for the hope inside of you. And that's what we do. We go in there and, and, and there's a supernatural working of Christ. And we've got to completely rely on the Holy Spirit. So there's, there's so many testimonies I could share with you of, of what, what God has done. But I think really what Sam is trying to allude to is that God can use it, all of us. He can use any of us uh, when it comes to witnessing. Um, I remember a time I went into Aldi. I was doing my normal shopping. And uh, one of the managers in there was complaining that he back, damaged his back uh, to his colleague. And I thought, oh, this is an opportunity. I've got to try and pray for him and, he, and i said would you mind if i pray for him it's quite direct this is one of the, the things that i think is really important is do not procrastinate too much do not think about it too much just trust jesus and i almost see this as an act of worship now it's not thinking about it too much it's just worship god and saying you can actually do this lord so i prayed for this manager and his back got healed straight away all the pain left his back and he just, he was in shock and he actually started to his mouthpiece on, you know, that they have this earpiece and he started to announce this to his colleagues. He said, I've just been healed by Jesus. And it was amazing. And I, I think a couple of years later, we went in the same store and um, this lady had a spell on her hand. Um, I said, do you remember, do you remember your manager getting healed, his back getting healed? Did he tell you? And, he, and she said, yes. I said, would you let me pray for you? And she let me pray. And she said she just felt this tingling going all up her arm. And she started to cry on the trip on the checkout. So um, it won't always come at the most convenient time. You could be shopping. You could be out just going for your, your prayer walk or whatever you might be doing. In this lockdown, what we try to do in, in our hours exercise going out is still share the gospel. Um, you might have to do it at a bit of a distance at the moment, um, you know, there's a there's a decent difference, but you can certainly share the gospel and we have still seen people coming into his kingdom throughout this lockdown so one of the things i was talking to sam about uh prior to the meeting was about the use of internet now going back to the original scripture that i've read out the acceleration of the gospel going out i really believe that the internet is a very very strong way of doing this because we can we can post something on facebook or, or instagram or wherever it may be and instantaneously it's around the world straight away and it connects you know there's people from all over the world coming to to christ at the moment in different countries you'd never imagine especially in places like iran um you know there's a, a beautiful documentary called sheep on walls and i really recommend watching that um but that's speaking about the move of the holy spirit but we mustn't limit what god can do he's got huge hands and the holy spirit is pouring out but he just needs vessels and um I've got a brother in Christ, Roy, who's Sri Lankan, who has really, really fine-tuned this. And he's, he's using it so, so well. He's going into groups uh, of darkness, if you like, from, from, a, from a spiritual point of view. And he's preaching the gospel. And people are coming and asking him questions. So in the darkest places, the light will shine the greatest. 
You know, if we're radiating, if we're lo- in love with Jesus and, and the Father and we're going out there, our light will just project into the darkness. And people will notice there's a difference in us. But we can use the internet, so we mustn't restrict this whole time has been a great time to really take stock and pray and, and get close to God. But it's also been a time where we can reach out to us through the internet as well. So share your testimony, record your testimony to people that are close to you and people that you know, just send it to them and see what happens because God can definitely use those things. So there's so many strategies. We've just got to just not limit what God can do. Um, and that's going to be the acceleration. I really believe as time goes on. It says here, and this gospel of the kingdom will be claimed throughout the whole world. Some translations to the ends of the earth, but it's it's every single uh, creed, colour, every every country. Um, and I believe that the, the God is released in the internet. But also, you know, with lockdown, it's not going to be forever. So we're going to be breaking out of that very soon. So get ready for that as well to, to start to go out and share gospel. God can use us all. I really wanted to take up what Mark was saying uh, last week as well, because Mark was talking, Mark Greenwood was talking about taking risks. And this is a really, really big thing in the kingdom because, you know, sometimes we, we don't see those opportunities. And I remember uh, a testimony of when I was waiting for a, a brother to, to train up, uh, didn't actually turn up on this day. And I was thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back by myself? Because obviously in Luke 10, it says go out in pairs. And I really encourage people to go out in pairs. Married couples, it's great to go out as a married couple as well. We do that a lot. But what I'm trying to get to is that there is a risk element to what we do sometimes. And we will get rejection. We will get persecution. And we've seen that on the streets as well. But when someone actually gives their life to Jesus, it, it makes it completely worth it. And I think in Luke 10, Jesus says, you know, wipe the dust off your feet. If you anything like that, just press on and go forth and, and, and just bring the, go to the next person and bring Jesus. But I remember this day. I, I was supposed to meet with a brother and I felt the, the Lord say, just go out and be led by the Holy Spirit. So I went out and I remember walking past the Buddhist centre in Norwich and I thought, I heard the Holy Spirit say, go in. And I'm like, no, Lord, I don't want to go in that building. I can't go in. You know, they, they, they're, they're Buddhist. They, this is their mindset. And I was thinking, and I walked past the building. I walked past it. And then I felt the Holy Spirit say again, go back, go in. So I rang on the doorbell and they let me in and I started to share the gospel with people in there. And it, we had some amazing conversations and I left that place just absolutely lifted up in the spirit because I felt, I thought, you know, sometimes it is overcoming fear, but you, we've got to try and ignore the spirit of the world and, and some of the things that we might get sometimes and just say, I trust you, Lord. I really trust you in this. And he will fill our mouths. He will give us the wisdom. The Holy Spirit will start to flow. You know, Jesus uh, with the Samaritan woman, a whole community was unlocked by one word of knowledge. A whole community of people came through for, for the women of the well. And, 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 and God used that. And we've got to rely on the Holy Spirit every single day. This is one thing that I wanted to share as as a tip. You know, we can go with lots of preconceived ideas of what we're going to miss that day, but we have to step by step rely on the Holy Spirit. Every person is unique in their own way. Yes, there may be similarities, but 
one of the most exciting things I've learned in my walk is how to rely on the Holy Spirit and ask and say to the Holy Spirit, you're there to comfort me, to counsel me. You're there to get, empower me, as it says in Acts 1.8. Power. He'll, he'll give us power. Um, but also just be able to read people. And I think this is something the Lord has really shown me as a time, become very sensitive to those people as individuals. And this also applies with, you know, pastoring people and discipling people. Everybody's unique. But as we go out and share the gospel, just ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, just give me wisdom for this person. Give me the words that I need. And never ever think that we've got all the answers. Because uh, I've definitely gone out there sometimes and thought, oh, you know, I'm getting confident now. But it's a mistake. We've got to rely on God. We've got to be humble. And humility pours in God's grace. And that's what one thing I've, I've learned the hard way sometimes with this. Um, but we must humble ourselves and always be led by the Holy Spirit. Step out, the scriptures say, keep in step with the Holy Spirit. You know, keep walking with the Holy Spirit every day. And he's the one who's, who, who Jesus said, it's better that I go away. And he sent his Holy Spirit to come and help us because he knew the power and the significance of that and the impact that it will have on on the life of, of, of every everyday believers. So that's just uh, some of the things that I'd like to share this morning. Um, the ripple effect of what we do, you just, God showed me one day, you will never see fully the fruit from the seeds that you've planted. But sometimes you will see it. And that's, we've got to give glory to God for that as well. And, and, and you know, really just be thankful when we go out there for, for what he's done for us. So those are a few things. The other thing I wanted to mention as well is we often invite people to church, but we don't invite them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. So we'll say to them, come into the church, then you'll get saved. And the, the truth is that every opportunity that we've got to, to share the gospel is an opportunity. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Collectively, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, of course, as well. But we've got to understand that we, that right there and then, we've seen people say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be baptized. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to repent of what, what I've done. And those things can happen instantaneously. We've seen it. We've got to give you know, God the opportunity to work in that moment. So that's what I would say. Well, don't feel like you can be used any day of the week by God to bring people into the kingdom. We don't have to wait to the Sunday. We can bring people into the kingdom right there. And the truth is that the Holy Spirit will work, as Sam was saying last week. The Holy Spirit will do the work. God will do the growing. Once they're filled with the Holy Spirit, he'll start to teach them. He'll start to convict them and empower them. Um, and, and it's just a beautiful thing to see people set free from demons on the street, healed. God can use every single one of us in those areas. We've just got to not limit him. And it's an adventure. Uh, I can only say that my life has been an adventure since I started to follow Jesus. Yes, there's been some real learning curves as well, but it's been absolutely exciting um, to, to really go out into the streets and, and see people respond to the gospel. And um, for me, all I want to do now is live to, to love the great commandment and the great commission, make disciples. And that's my life now. So I hope that's been, been a blessing this morning, Sam. Um, that's, that's what I feel I wanted to share with the brothers and sisters of One Church. That's fantastic, Steve. Honestly, thank you so much. I think we'll be everyone's going to be so encouraged by that. And uh, it's amazing the opportunities you're getting with the Buddhists in in, uh, in Norwich as well. Of course, 
uh, there are only, a, I guess, a couple of examples of many that you could highlight. Um, uh, and it's, I guess it really highlights the fact that, you know, someone can have an opposite worldview. I mean, if you know anything about Buddhism, for example, they don't even believe in God uh, at all. You know, they believe in just uh, Nirvana and a higher power and all that kind of thing. And so a Christian, Judeo-Christian kind of take on life is very different. But I guess, Steve, uh, people going out, because... Um, you know, there's different forms of evangelism, isn't there? But the main part, like you said, I think that the takeaway for a lot of people, and by the way, we have a lot of people watching today. So if you're watching new today, great to have you. I can see there's 43 playbacks. So we're going to have a lot of, that's about three times the average, I think, that we'd even have on a Sunday. So great, whoever you are watching today, so glad you're with us. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a good morning to come. <laughs> Amen. Um, but Amen. I, guess the, Amen. I guess the thing to say is that you know it starts in the home doesn't it it starts with being really being a christian and not just doing christian stuff time to time or this or that you know and and i think as well we i think we've talked about this before haven't we steve about some people are not very for street evangelism you know sharing the faith on the street they think it has to be just with people you know or it's not going to work but in your experience um both are just as necessary aren't they you need both um you mm -hmm. can't have a i mean you can't have a relationship with everyone in the whole world that you're ever going to meet you know but it's best if you can have relationships because then there's that relational bridge and there's that trust and so on but it's not always going to happen isn't it there are going to be times where you just need to talk to someone that you may never see again and that's yes. okay and that's okay that's okay and like you said you know if, what if they don't come to church? It's not the main purpose, is it? They're not trying to grow a church or market right. a church. We're trying to make disciples of all nations. And that is the Great Commission. And until that Great Commission is fulfilled, like you shared, in like Matthew 24, Jesus won't come again. But Steve, I want to I wanna affirm something you said about acceleration. And the Lord's been talking to me about that as well. And um, particular visions and dreams and certain things that God's showed me recently that, um, you know, come, come this summer, we're anticipating just going to have a nice rest and it's all going to be nice and dandy. And, and I think there is going to be a sense of relief from lockdown, everything like that. But I still think there is, um, more to come. And I think that, um, we've got to be ready for whatever that looks like. Um, and the Lord started preparing me and my spirit for June onwards, particularly uh, a shift um, and uh, showed me a, a, a dream of the bride getting ready. That's what I had this week, even uh, leading up to today, the bride getting ready for what's to come from June onwards. So um, there's not to fear, not to make anyone fearful, but I do think there's more to come. And I think that Steve sharing our faith will become much more normal for the people of God. I don't know about you. And I think as well, it's like you said, relying on the power of God, not just um, being an extrovert, being a chat, someone who is chatty, right? It's because when you, because then that's the flesh, isn't it? That's the flesh. That's you relying on just your own uh, abilities. Whereas evangelism and sharing the gospel is really about relying on the power of the Holy Spirit and not thinking about labels. Like we've talked a little, you talked a little bit about labels when you said, you know, I don't know if I'm much of an evangelist. 
And uh, it's funny, I said something similar at my induction, like, I don't know if I'm much of a pastor and so on. And, you know, we, we have these ideas of what it looks like to be a pastor or an evangelist or, but at the end of the day, we all have different functions at different times. You know, there was a one time where I was 24 hour, 24 seven in evangelism, you know, with, with YWAM and so on. Um, and that's changed. But what hasn't changed is being a disciple and making disciples and Steve, I guess maybe just as a final thought, what do you think it's, what do you think in terms of discipleship, how important is that for the the life of the church and the mission of the gospel going forward? Is it something that's just a cliche term that you hear at the occasional conference, we need to make disciples, or is it something we need to take really seriously? And if so, what could that look like maybe for a local church? My experience of this has sort of been refined over the years. I think, it, I mean, obviously it's very relational. It's doing life with, with, with each other. And one of my favourite scriptures at the moment, the last year or so, has been uh, 1 Peter 4.10 onwards, which talks about the grace of God has been given us, the gifts have been given us to serve one another. And that's what I think is really, really important when it comes to discipleship, is serving one another. And if, as we model that as leaders then others will simply follow that. I mean, of course, we've got the, the powerful story of Jesus washing feet. I mean, ultimately, it's about love. It's about love. Um, and I think that's whether we go out in the street or where we um, support each other. And we can only love in that supernatural love through uh, the filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, but I think it's it's perseverance has been a big, big deal. Um, you know, walking alongside others and, you know, this is what we're trying to increase in, um, you know, the community that I'm largely involved with. We're trying to say to each other, look, you just take one disciple each. You know, we, we, we will disciple each other ultimately. You know, Sam, you'll disciple me. And I'll, you know, some of the things that I say will sharpen you. And it, it works as a team. It's a team thing. There's no real hierarchy. It works as we serve. Actually, it's completely opposite. We come and serve each other. And I think if we model that, um, people start to really understand that Jesus came to serve us. I mean, think how amazing that is. Um, you know, and and actually, when you look at the word disciple, it appears hundreds of times. Uh, the word Christian is, is is two or three times, and it's not actually, it's interesting when you study this, um, it's not actually in context. It's something that the world gives us, um, not so much we give each other. So for me, I'm a disciple of Christ. That would be my label if you like if i was to label myself but i'm ultimately i'm a son i'm uh, you know i love sonship and being a son of god but discipleship the the, the actual group, greek word is mathete and that i hope i pronounced that okay i'm not great with greek um but that that actually means pupil um and, and someone who's teachable so we've got to remain teachable every step of the way um, and that also comes in with what we're talking about humility as well so I'd say those those things are really, really key, but we must take very seriously discipleship. It's not just about winning souls. We've got lots of nannies. Uh, sorry, we've got lots of midwives, but very few nannies. And we want to get both the midwives and the nannies working together so that the people are taken care. And we can all we can all walk alongside one other or two others. Uh, we have time to do that. We can all pray for them, love them, care for them. I think it's in Thessalonians, um, Paul says, we didn't just come to share the gospel, but our very lives. And I think that's a great combination. Yeah, 
Absolutely, yeah. Not just the gospel, but our very lives. Abs- yeah, fantastic scripture. And it's all about living the life, isn't it? And representing Jesus and being...